Namaste, Namaste everyone, thank you. Very good. Very good, thank you. I just want to take opportunity again to, uh, before we start, to say, bless this uh, time that we have together today. Always it's going to be like this. We full blessing for the time we are spending to, today by grace, always for the highest. And uh, I just um, I would like to thank Oinak uh, for um, the from the Pradia Foundation for the work that you have set out to do, and uh, very very touched by that. And also to Sri Prabhavati from uh, the Ramana uh, Children's Home uh, that. Uh, we have done this before, something similar, some few years ago, and it's nice to be here again to uh, to sit and to bring that in in their name uh, as a support for this um, this work, beautiful work. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Very good, very good. And can you hear me? You are good. Okay, very good. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Babaji for being here and supporting our ongoing work in Nepal. And thank you, everyone. Namaste. Namaste. OK. Very good. OK. What are we going to share today? OK. Hmm. Let me start with uh, Monica. See your hand is up, and I can. Uh, yes. Ah, very good. I can see you, Monica. Very good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Very good. Mm -hmm. I've been with you for some years now. Yeah. And you've answered all the questions I I had and I never had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just here to say. Uh, the only thing I want is is to to meet you in my heart. Very good. Very good. I like it. It's a good start. You say I've answered all the questions that uh, you you had asked and you could ask. And I'm sure that over the years we have covered enough in terms of the the actions and interactions that we have had. Uh, concerning the search for freedom, and uh, I've always put that to be the singular intention and focus of coming together in satsang. And um, but you have put it also, answering the questions and even receiving the the responses uh, that come, uh, listening to what I have to share by itself is uh, not enough. It is only to now to um, bring that into a very practical um, understanding inside the heart. Learning, if it is learning, is not going to be enough. It is good, but it's not enough. It has to be the term we say realized, or it has to stabilize. It has to be um, 
alive inside your own heart. It has to be your own proof also. So, um, what needs to happen, you see? And as I'm as I say these words, I have my full attention on everyone as much as I can do, having such a wonderful uh, group of people. Uh, I'm sitting in front of you. Um, what is to be done then? We have already gone past something that questions and answers, uh, knowledge at a, certainly at a verbal, mental, intellectual level, is insufficient for uh, a complete um, recognition. It has to be something internal for you. And I feel very confident to stand before you, uh, because my guidance has really condensed into a very, very slim area that no one should be able to say, but it's too complicated, there's so many things to learn, there's so many things to remember, so many things to apply. I said, no, no, not like that. We have brought it down to a simple I don't want to use the word formula, but some simple steps that I, I believe, irrespective of one's spiritual background or how new you are to satsang, I trust that the urge inside is sufficient to somehow propel you along the way. And what I have said, and I can summarize it very quickly, is that um, for everyone, uh, what is our experience? Generally, we will say whatever it is that comes up in the mind from the past, or from some intention in the future, whatever comes through the senses, uh, all these are perceivable phenomena. They are coming, appearing for some time, going. Very often, we somehow become engaged with them, and to become engaged with them, we take the flavour of personhood. So you become personal with them. You say, this thing is affecting me, I, I want to, and so on. And we speak very um, comfortably uh, with that self-reference as a person, as a personal entity. These are my experiences. This is uh, how I try to apply uh, the best I can with what is arising in me through my mind and senses. So this is common for every human being. But uh, what I have shared, in, and I feel everyone, if you stop for a moment just to reflect on that, is that whatever you perceive or experience through the mind or the senses, including, including the natural sense of oneself as a particular individual, all these things that we perceive are unstable. They come, they play, they go. Much of it, some of it, we retain in memory, some link in memory. But even the things remembered also are fickle, they are not firm, because even if you had the most accurate memory, your moods contribute to the way things are remembered, and something that was felt to be on one day very important, very, very important, another moment is not interested in it at all. So we are constantly 
experiencing the variable. Things are coming and going. And what to be made of that? Why am I making some point of that? Is nothing to depend on there in any profound way. Our moods are changing, memory is changing, perception very, very subjective. All of this is changeful. This we can, I think everyone here can verify through their experience. It is true. So what is to be done then? What is to be done? If all that we perceive through the mind, through the faculty of memory, through the intellect, through the senses, are simply the comings and goings, the daily traffic of thought and emotion, feeling, ideas, projections, dreams, all these things, what is there to rely upon? And even the sense of ourself, ordinarily the one who for whom the world is appearing and for who who has to live in the world that they perceive in their mind, even this one is not stable. So next point. If all these things are perceived to be unstable, okay, oh they come and go, and so because of the comings and goings we create a kind of relationship with them, but they come and go. But what is to be what is to be understood by that? Well, first of all, if if you can verify that everything comes and goes, you the one who is verifying everything come and go, relative to the things that's coming and going, you must be stationary. So what is coming and going, not just the memories and thoughts and feelings, but even the sense of yourself as a person also keeps changing. So I'm going to add that into the field of the comings and goings. So something must be, a place must be more stable to observe. These are very changeful states. So what is more important? The changeful state or trying to control the, the, the always changeful state or to be in the place which is less changeful? And I'm sure you will say, of course. I mean, if it was not the possibility that I could observe and verify that everything I see is coming and going, and there's a habit to identify with them, to go into some relationship with these uh, sensations, and that happens very for almost for everybody, it happens. But now you found something. You found a place where you can observe these things. But not observe them with attachment, not to try and control what you see. One of the most, I would say, important advice I could give is to learn to remain in awareness of all the things that come, but also remain aware that you are aware of them, that they are being observed in the space of your being. This is not necessarily a religious perspective. It is simply truthful. So somehow the capacity is there to observe the comings and goings, but that which observes them is not coming and going. Now, what has really not made that as powerful as it's going to be for you is because we keep going back like some reflex to the personal identity, which is much engaged with trying to manipulate what it perceives. And it's not able to manipulate them. It does not have that power. 
So I say stay only in the place of the awareness and be aware that you are aware and not the not the traffic that's coming up in the form of sensation and memory and desire and projections. All this you can be aware of. Simple exercise. Simple exercise. And I say though that in the beginning for most people, when they try to do it if they're not used to it, they will feel a lot of resistance will come up. Why resistance? If what you're searching for is a stability within yourself, a peace. You see? And then even if even if some turbulence come, turbulence is also perceived in you. You don't have to engage. You may feel it energetically present in the body. You may feel the breath is racing, the pulse is beating, the nervous system is trembling. But that's not qualities of the weakness. The weakness is totally untouched. The weaknessing is totally untouched. And I asked you to join me with this and take a look from the perspective I am offering and introducing to you. And I have so much confidence, I said, even in one session, we can do it. What is the obstacle to true satisfaction, true solution, true stability? What is the obstacle? Habit. The habit. Like some reflex, we find ourselves again trying to control and to, and to identify and to in fact, when we do identify with the phenomena of the mind, you are not good company for anybody. Actually, nobody wants your company, uh, because uh, you are in a disturbed state. Would you not agree? We are in a disturbed state, and we maybe go to a company to try and dis- distract us from our disturbed state. And maybe for a few moments we can get distraction, go watch a movie, or you go and have a, to a restaurant, you can be distracted for a bit. But it comes and goes. You see? So therefore I say, persist. The one who is really sincere, it doesn't matter if you fail a hundred times, you persist, and by and by you become much more stable in it. And it doesn't take long, even on the first try. We begin to, if you hold off from jumping into the into the samsara waters, into the trembling waters. You just remain that you're aware of those as sensations and thoughts, but somehow you're honouring your detachment, your capacity to be detached from it. Look how quickly things change. In a short time, we're experiencing something that many people, maybe most human beings, don't consciously um, become aware of. That the peace is a peace that arises within you. You didn't go outside to find peace. Just by this simple exercise of not um, connecting up with the mind flow and the usual habit, but just as in the same way you can remain detached and be aware of like this. That is all. I feel what is what is the what's the problem? They don't believe me. And I'm not asking for belief. I'm saying, hey, have faith in me. No, have sufficient faith to put it to the test. You see, anybody put it to the test. 
I know that uh, very, very soon you come to into that experiential state of tranquility and peace. It doesn't mean it's the end, though. It's not over. The mind will come again. The momentum of habit and condition will come. But again, each time it comes, it can only appear to you who are already here. You are already the space of consciousness that things appears inside. If there was not ego or personal identity, nothing is wrong with your life. Nothing at all. It is only the false sense of self that begins to take credit for or feel abused by, and that identity creates all this drama, all this pain. So that's the first thing. So again, I present it as a synopsis, a simple way of putting it again. What do I say? I say, learn to observe your mind, your person, and its world. Not by turning this way, you don't have to fall in like this, but just by sitting inside your own awareness, letting the mind arise, not trying to suppress or to control mind and so on for a moment. Sit with that. Sit with it. Some things will come that feels very, very juicy. And some many things will come they are medium juicy. And some things will come that you hardly notice at all. And be aware of them. Don't panic. Honour your capacity to observe with detachment. Keep at it. So powerful it is. So more than intimacy, it brings you to the harmony of being in you. And I am beginning to recommend it. Do it in the morning, even for five minutes you sit before you go out into the world. Let it wait for a moment. You can sit for five minutes and clarify your presence before you rush out into the world. Then lunchtime a little bit, or your morning coffee. Five minutes. Five times a day you can do this. Morning, lunchtime, afternoon, few moments, evening, before going to bed, if you want. You don't have to be strict about what I am saying, what suits you. Start like that, and quickly, you see, it will kick in of its own power. And you'll you'll somehow feel, I want to do this, and then I have to do this, because this is something not just for me, your environment will be transformed by it. The people you are in connection will somehow be supported by it. It seems like a lot to say, but I'm saying this because I don't say if this teaching failed, try this other one. I'm not gonna give anybody another teaching right now. You see, from nearly um, 23 years, I'm sharing these things. In the early days, speaking about it in many, many different ways. But now it's come down to this. Who, not who can, but who will follow. The one who follow will find. So observe first mind without attachment. Then you come to the sense of beingness, just a sense of I am beingness. 
after you have been watching the mind without identifying, you discover the space of being. It's right here. Nobody gave it to you. But it's released. It's released from the grip of personhood. And it's right here. And now, after some time, also learn to observe the sense of beingness also. Observe the sense of being also. Because when we observe the mind, you discover the beingness. And the beingness feels, Hallelujah! I'm home, I'm home. I'm I'm I am I'm here God is here, the presence of God is here. Then gradually, gradually, gradually I say, also now when you got the strength, the focus, now try to observe also the sense of being. You don't have to create any pictures about that. Just that you know you exist. If you know the mind, and then you realize that you're the one who is watching the mind also, then you realize that you did somehow evolve to a higher state, now to be not just the person suffering the mind, but now you are the witness of the person and its world, the sense of being. You practice this, sit with this. It will continue expanding in ways of peace, a deepening of your joy and wisdom. Then what after this one now? Then begin to observe the beingness itself. Why? Because now you say, but even this beautiful state of being, there is awareness even of this. And be with this. That is not a mental learning. It is very direct, and it is very sweet. You don't have to go anywhere for this. You could be paralyzed, you could be in hospital, you could be on your deathbed, it doesn't matter. You have the capacity to observe like this. Pay attention to your being. Every movement, every thought, every sensation, every pain, every judgment, sense of fear, all of that is just coming and going like clouds floating by in the infinite sky of your awareness. The awareness is not floating by. The awareness as manifested as the witness of all these things. And it is still. And no one has to tell you you are in a higher state automatically, you know. Just like when you if you the first time you were sick, you knew without anybody telling you something is not right, because you are experiencing a state of disharmony. In the same way, when you come out of the, the chaotic field of mind and person, the unstable field, no one has to tell you this is a better state. You already know. But many people take even this beautiful state as the final thing. I said, no, no. Learn also to observe the stillness. <gasps> find something. You are not going to find some object. It's, ah, now I can see this thing. If you speak about seeing here, it's not an object seeing. It's like the the harmony of this of pure subject, the harmony of yourself. So what we are going to spend time, if we have time today, is bringing you back to the power of this seeing. I'm going to call it the power of true seeing. With your help, I am going to give title to this satsang as power of true seeing. From the first, 
because the habit is somebody's going to come and say, yeah, good, yeah, I know, but what happened in my mind? I say, you know, I don't want to talk about your mind. All boring stories. My mind, this has been happening in my family, la, la, la. You are not, you are not original in that. The whole world is worried about family, about money, about survival, about the body. Okay, I'm showing you the universal remedy for this thing. Because when you're sitting inside your heart, you're not a sufferer. Even if pain comes, even if you're broke, you're not poor. If you're injured, you're not a victim. You are far beyond these things. And you are this also now. But that truth seems veiled or eclipsed by a habit, a kind of fascination and a habit, to indulge with the mental states, emotional states. And this can be changed, not by force, but by persistence and with good guidance, which you are getting right now. Thank you so much. Very good. I've already blessed since you came into my life, and um, yes, the blessing of this satsang and and your pointings. Deep, deep gratitude from my heart. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you. Ah, Sophia. Hello. 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 Thank hi, you hi. for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> Very good. My opportunity also. Um, I've got a question about how to embody my highest expression by being in the stillness and by being in in the awareness of that I am everything and nothing at the same time. How am I able to? serve for the highest good of all? First, mm, you serve the, mm, the opportunity. Don't jump too quick in about serving others yet. First, you know, you must uh, first save yourself. Because, uh, of course, I'm not saying you should sit on your hand and do nothing. Life is going to... life. Life, universal consciousness, is the great master. It is going to bring in front of you the things that will help you to exercise your discernment. Mm. Don't have a private uh, projection about what you want to do in life, because that's how we protect and promote personhood. We prolong the state of ignorance. So first thing you say, you stabilize in your understanding. This is the most powerful thing. I was giving example. When we go and see, where I give example. When we go and watch like a, a like a professionals, like a football match, a tennis match, the match might be one hour or one and a half hour. You're watching, okay? But what you are watching actually is many, many, many hours and months and years of practice. You see. You don't see, uh, nobody is going to attend football much just to watch practice. They want to see the game, intense game. So, but the practice is behind it. And the same way, you sit and you 
try to follow because the mind is going to give your habits, your habitual identity is going to give you a lot of things to do. And to be able to, to really sit with that and, and, and see, whoa, whoa, don't go to the world yet. It's coming to you. Watch the world that comes to you. Don't go out to the world yet. Let him come to you. He's going to come to you in the form of your family, your friends, your work, your relationships, your bank balance, your state of health. He's going to come to you. And uh, so you don't have to go anywhere at first. The beginning is only to really recognize, wait a second, I have a little work to do on my hands. Muji has said to just do this and that. But whoa, I didn't realize I was going to stir up an ant's nest. We're all sitting on ants' nest, the ants' nest of our own identity and our projections and fantasies. And every now and again, you get a little bite and stuff, but you carry on sitting on ants' nest. So I said, first, you are getting these things coming. And when I tell you, wait a second, just observe for a minute. When, you get, you, when you're observing, what is different is that you're not fighting. When you fight, in this case, you support the enemy. No, you're observing. I'm pointing this word today, observing, as a very underrated power that you have. Everybody have this tremendous capacity to learn to observe with detachment, with detachment. No one is doing it. Whatever we observe, we are jumping in, want to change. and Because the mind is already created some angle about what this thing means, a lot of interpretation. All of these forces that we take on is actually clouding your being. So I said, observe with detachment and stay with it. Because you see then, when, you, when I tell you observe with detachment, you begin to recognize how, how fidgety you are in your person. A thing coming, oh, you, so, e so easy. We give our energy and your attention to trivial things. And you may be surprised. You say, oh my God, I can't keep still. Mujia said, just observe. And uh, it sounds easy, but I try only to observe, and I find that I'm always interfering. I'm always jumping into the mix. So just observe. And then the mind will tell you, oh, you're not getting anywhere. There's no use observing only, because nothing is changing. And we're inclined to believe that, because you believed it before. And each time you believe something, it comes alive for you in some way. So when I say observe, I've given you a very powerful potential to transcend the field of what you are experiencing. But I'm also stirring up your ant's nest so you see what you are living with by yourself before you touch relationship with anybody else. You have got to take care of your ant's nest and the thoughts you have, the projections you have about life and this and spirituality, all of that is your ant's nest. And I say, learn to observe, watch him, but don't interfere for a while. And everybody finds it so difficult because all we do is interfere. What interferes? The, the personal identity that we have taken on wants to do something. That's been the habit. So again, I put it, learn to just let things happen. Let things happen. And uh, just 
be aware of them, but with another difference. Be aware that you have been told only to be aware. And I want to see who can do this. I would love to be next to you like a fly on the wall, watching each one sit to do their self-inquiry or their meditation or their prayer, to see what you really do, if you follow through with it. Because we abandon too early. You open your parachute for help too early. So I said, just keep staying, staying. And if it feels like, oh, your mind is so crazy, you're in, maybe the mind is so crazy when you don't feed him with identity, he is going to create a lot of turmoil in you. But that turmoil has been in potential in you all the time. But it never erupted because every time you give it some doggy biscuit, you give it a bit of food, you give it a bit of something. So this thing of observing, and you know it's actually natural to you to observe at another level. You're going to find the power of it. Because at the moment, what we want to do is you want to build muscles to fight the mind. I said, you don't need to do that. The mind has been more long at it than you. Learn to observe, and you begin to experience the power of your own being or presence. If I was with anybody who really would hear this, and then say, oh, wow, 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 let me go and try it right now. But we have an hour or something like that to sit together, so I don't want you to run off. If you say, Guruji, no, no, your advice is so powerful right now, I don't need to listen to anything else, I'm going to go into the bedroom. Mm. I say, I wonder if that could be the mind saying that. No, you stick with me, bear me for the next hour. I'll tell you, then after you can go and sit and, and check it out. And you are not new to this. Actually, you're not new to anything. You've experienced it all before. What is perhaps new is to begin to pay attention to yourself, to discover your inherent power. See, In the world, we want to do to achieve. But here you observe to undo and to realize your power. Then when you are then you will not need to plan. You don't need to plan your existence. You'll come into a kind of spontaneous existence where whatever needs to happen somehow flows because now you're flowing from universal consciousness and not from a personal identity. Now I want to know if this is too complex what I'm sharing with you. I remember. <laughs> In fact, this is not a bad word. You are remembering yourself. So far, we are remembering the world, remembering our plans, remembering our projections, remembering all our, all these things. But now you remember yourself. The word remembering is a good word you use. I remember, and in remembering yourself, you come back to yourself. Mm. Most people in the world don't know what they are. We think we are this cultured, cultivated personal identity. And that is just a say a mask over a deeper truth, a much more profound 
realization. Settle in this, and as you discover authentic power, not force, not might, but authentic power. Authentic power means to be established in your natural stillness, peace, wisdom, compassion, openness, trust. Then you become like clean water that the thirsty people can drink. But don't take on, don't tell yourself, now I am clean water. You just continue, and along the way, you will meet your meetings of people will become higher, more noble, more fruitful, more joyous. But don't aim at that. Stay only as yourself, and the rest will come. You see? Thank you. Thank you, Sophia. I I especially remember the moments as well when I was observing my person act in ways or behave in ways or be in ways which I was impressed in a way. You were I was impressed? Not, I was in, impressed because okay. I was not interfering. It was like... Yes, yes, I, yes. I see you. Um, I guess the, the biggest... Um, challenge I want to overcome is to um, stay pure even when people are around. Yes. Yes. It's okay. You can say stay pure and so on. Uh, uh, purity, um, the word purity, um, stay pure. Um, uh, purity doesn't look like anything. There is no portrait of purity. Purity is like, uh, you know, don't have any idea about purity. Purity simply means when you are not uh, all over the place, when you are again in your natural stillness. See, when you've come back to your stillness, you'll find that many, many words in the world actually mean the same thing. You can say harmony, you can say oneness, you can say spirit. You can say truth, you can say love, you can say presence, you can say being, you can say God. <laughs> and it all points the same thing. There are not so many things in the world that every name means something different. When you come into your harmony and you honor your harmony, because your harmony is not somewhere else, your harmony is not something God is keeping up in heaven, your harmony is here. But you must overcome this one, which is, you know, the shape we take by taking on personal identity. And though it might seem like it's the biggest thing, the hardest battle, actually, it's just a change of attention. And whatever it takes, you already have it in abundance. All that is required is to keep making that first step. Keep making that first step. Just keep making that first step. You don't have to go to second step. Just keep making that first step, and you find you're right here because you're not stepping to go to somewhere. That first step is a step of just not taking the bait from your mind and identity. You know what I'm sharing with you is even simpler than what I'm saying. How I'm speaking. 
as you're discovering. Don't design any way to be. Whatever you design as a way to be, the real discovery is transcending even that. Every time you say, I want to be more like this, you take up another burden. You don't need that yet. Just continue proving, seeing, resting in that which has become clear and clear. Only clarity is needed. You know what every human being actually is searching for? We may think it's riches or fame or family or money or whatever. What we are searching for is a place where you are in total harmony. And rest and happy and unafraid and open. Those are the real riches, you know. But not this thing. Seems way too simple. <laughs> Try it and see. Simple as it is, is the most profound. Mm. Thank you, Muji. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Thank you. Lovely to talk with you. Wonderful. Thank you. Very good. Ah. Jay? Namaste, Jay. Namaste. Uh, namaste, Jay. Um, I uh, first met you actually in 2020 on a, one of your online retreats and uh, my life has not been the same since then. Oh. It, and what you're just saying just now resonates so so much with me because life has has a way of flowing since that time. Oh, uh, yeah. Anything I perceive good and bad in the last few years has just been in that state of observing. Uh, and I have so much love mm, for you and for for the teachings and for everything that it's brought to my life since then. Yeah. And uh, my mind, even sometimes, I was observing coming in like, "Don't ask a question," you know. It's it it's uh, it's stay out of it, stay out of it. And it's, uh, um, I just have I have a lot of I have a lot of gratitude and yes. a lot a lot of gratitude. Yes. Uh, the mind itself, yeah. you know, the, the, the kind of what I call the Maya mind, is so cunning, it can even pretend to be on your side in your inquiry. Yeah. It can be a, a pretend to be supportive of your freedom. But it says things like, you know, no, you don't do this, no, no, don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's like a dialogue, more than an intuition, and there's a subtle difference. It's almost like some tell you, no, no, no. But um, uh, gradually, in your own way, you're discovering an equanimity, an equilibrium very naturally comes when you observe more than just always act and react. You take a moment just to, to sit with it and to clarify your own being and presence. Because when you come to presence, it's not noisy. Mm. When you come to presence, feel very stable. It's as though you you gain weight in emptiness. It's a funny thing to say. Like you suddenly feel much more stable, and uh, not uh, like a like a a flag blowing in the wind. You something feel more. The flag can still be there blowing in the wind, but this it's anchored in this stillness in you. And as you entered, it's uh, there's joy that come. 
the joy that comes. And that joy is not just to enjoy, it's not for joy riding, but it is an indication that uh, you're, in a, you're coming more into your harmony, into your balance. And you'll naturally want to protect that. At the same time, we have still the, the hangover of certain habits that can kind of creep in. So the work may feel still have some way to go, keep looking. Don't worry how long the way. There's no long way. Actually, the way is always here. The way is always here. Say, yeah, but I have a long way. No, no, the way is always here. You win your battle one, one thing at a time. If you really understand something really well, you'll find that you come into an understanding of many things you did not think. Like one true point where something is really understood and followed opens up to into a big space for you. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if you do by the itemizing nature of the mind, you feel one thing after another thing, and there's no end. And there's no, you're always pruning, always pruning, like pruning a great banyan tree. By the time you think you come to the last leaf, there's already a hundred coming up behind you. The nature of mind is like that. But here, I'm not saying to prune. I'm saying only observe, and don't interfere so much until you receive your power back. And the power is a power not to destroy, but to understand and to harmonize things. Mm. And um, I've met, as you just said to the to the last person you spoke to, I've met more and more people, kind of like a sangha. The more and more um, as the as the time's gone on since that satsang in twenty twenty, mm. I've met more and more people that I've been able to speak to uh, who's who's going through the same things or the same realizations. But recently, at the same time, I've been going through people that's also trying to almost put me off the path as well. And I'm wondering if it's all a projection of my mind, because it all feels like a dream, both whether I'm meeting people who's having the similar conversations or I'm meeting people who's almost, almost telling me that I'm dreaming. And I'm wondering if that's just yeah. all the projection. Yes, yes, yes. Um, sometimes the dream tells you you're dreaming. Also, I would say also, we need, we need the contrast. You need the... the the sense of struggling sometimes. You would not choose it, but universal consciousness in its wisdom and loving nature will bring you things to that you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work through a little bit more to exercise you the 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 muscle of discerning. So sometimes people will come and they they'll say some things to you and you feel like, whoa, whoa, it brings a sort of depression inside yourself, make raises doubts, then what you must do is to transcend those doubts from your stillness. It's not even that you need to believe, believe this and believe that. Just work with what works. We are not imparting some 21st century philosophy. I'm just saying, just work with this and you'll see. And you'll, your discernment also will be able to clarify when people, because sometimes people say something because they can also be intimidated by your presence. It could be friends also. You know, this is a funny thing that people are friends, but they they feel something from you and they don't feel comfortable with it, because maybe it 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 sort of puts light on some shadows in their own self too. Mm-hmm. And so they they'll try, yeah, and they'll try to put that in a way sometimes, to to put it back on you like something is wrong with you. So don't trust all these things. Just you know, neither. 
uh, trust them nor mistrust them. Just keep watching from your emptiness and say, do I really need that? Is that needed? Can anything improve upon you see, the silence of your being? You just keep checking. Keep it simple. We're not going to develop massive amount of teachings and no no just keep simple stay with a sense of being because all things is the highest vantage point from being in your stillness and not picking up concepts i would want to say to you and to all of you actually at some point you know the teachings will come in some form of some concepts but they will combust into spirit and being more. Gradually, as you stabilize in your heart, in your heart being, you'll find that um, there's not so many things to control. In fact, uh, your attention just uh, condenses in a certain way that you pay attention only more and more just to the sense of being. It seems almost oversimplistic as an advice to offer you, but how powerful it is in its fruit. We don't have to, as a matter of fact, you'll find that there'll be a reduction, a reducing of your conceptual repertoire, because the mind is full of concepts. Beingness is not impregnated with concepts. It's altogether different. And so at a certain point, all that is happening in the mind and the world is not pertaining to the purity of your being. And the thing is that the more we are in concepts, the more they seem real and the more they seem appealing also. Make use of the concepts uh, which serve you, but you have to know what it means to serve you, not to serve your person only, but to serve your greater being. And what, what does it mean to serve the greater being? It means that uh, it does not uh, engender stress and anxiety, but they will come. Sometimes you will experience stress. You will experience the states of anxiety. You will experience a sense of turmoil. You will experience the failing, a sense sometimes, I'm getting nowhere. But it will pass. And then be, be replaced with the uh, immense sense of harmony and peace. So these kind of things will be like this for a while. One time you'll feel, oh, everything is so perfect. So, oh, so perfect. And next minute, oh, whoa, whoa, what's happening? Oh, no, no, I'm making it up and all these things. And another point, you'll find that you're in the middle, where there's one is like that, one is like that, but you are not this door that's swinging like that. It just comes. It just mm-hmm. comes. Uh, don't expect necessarily some people come into this and straight away they experience the power of it. Then later on they start to experience some turbulence. Others start, they experience some turbulence, resistance from the mind, but gradually they stabilize, each in accordance to their capacity and the way that uh, the consciousness <coughs> is behaving in, in this body. Mm. Yeah.
And I found that the the more that you not that you don't identify with the person, the more that these things, these coming and going, these things pass even quicker. They don't hold、oh, yes. the attention. Oh yes, they、so、do. Oh yes, they do. But you're going to find people who will probably say to you, you know, oh, you're dropping out, and what's happening? You're becoming. Are you sure you're well? And we come like this. Maya speaks many things. So I say, oh, you know, you. You're not as you're not as interesting as you used to be.、You、used to be such a,、yeah. a happy chappy and all this kind of stuff. Sometimes we can't come like that. And、uh, it's all these things you will make use of just to ground yourself in beingness, because the beingness is not an attitude. You see, it's not a it's not a category. It's not a kind. Of, it's not a condition, and it's not a conditioning. In fact, we are somehow. Deconditioning, many things、mm-hmm. that that actually limits your expression. Your life will begin to experience much more spontaneity, intuitiveness,、uh, sensing more than learning upstairs too much. Thank you, Muji. Thank you. Each Thank one you. different in their own way. If you are someone that. Let's put it like that. Consciousness also makes use of the mind, but it grounds itself in its own being first, and it makes use of the mind to serve the being. The beingness is not here to serve the mind in that way, or the body, or the projections. At best, you can say it harmonizes them when your attention is turned towards、uh, more internally, more than to be externalized. I'm going to try and keep keep it simple, 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 because we really don't need to become、uh, complicated, complex. Thank you, Muji, from the deepest space in my heart. Thank you for everything. It's、thank、good、you. like that, Jay. Is it good like this? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It feels like it's in a flow,、um, and I, I feel the more the satsangs I do, the more these things I attend that the. Just this more beauty that I feel. The, the more sometimes I feel like it's love, but even love feels it's witnessed, it's perceived. You know, it's something even beyond this that、yeah. I don't have a word for. Very good. I like that. That even love, beauty, joy, wonderful experiences are not enough. It's not. I want more,、mm. but actually, what this is. Is not、uh, it's not a characteristic. You're watching from a place that has no name,、mm. and very few.、Uh, if you tell them about this thing that has no name, maybe they're not attracted. They want to have a concept about it, but it is not a concept. Pure self, pure being.、Mm. And and I can't talk to anyone about it because there's no words, there's no labels、mm-hmm, for this、mm-hmm. that, that I experience. Yes, that's what I was saying earlier. That、mm-hmm. um, you know, don't hold any intention to go and help people or to awaken people about this. Sit inside your own awareness like that, and let the universal consciousness bring to you. Or you to them, whoever it wants, more spontaneous.、Mm-hmm. And like this, you'll find. Wait a second, like every meeting becomes auspicious. 
mm-hmm. rather than when you when you when you let the mind be your secretary setting up its projections you just mm-hmm. move in your own sweet flow mm-hmm. thank you thank you very much it's a joy thank talking you. very good thank you wonderful let's just take a moment now everyone and just to see if we can give a little space when you if you come to any moment of clarity take a little moment to sit inside your clarity there's nothing to move onto rest in your seeing there's no hurry there's no hurry. Your own natural silence and deepening is more important than your mind's questions. Now I've come today to to sit. I have this wonderful opportunity you've given me to be with you. And it's very much appreciated. I remind you that whatever it is of the highest that you are searching for is already the truest in you. It's not being held in some divine vault somewhere else. We are simply undressing of all the concepts that clog up or appear to clog up the arteries of being. It's at a certain point you realize that uh, spiritual searching done with the mind is really satisfied with its own source. If we are if we put too much projection on achieving something and getting somewhere. Because wherever you go, you're already here. You're already here to perceive that thing appearing and also disappearing. You have not traveled. Your true nature has not traveled somewhere. The mind is the traveler. But your true being is the the universal witness the universal consciousness don't learn this don't learn this don't keep this oh no sit with it because everything that is being shared is only like a mirror reflecting a deeper truth that Sometimes the mind appears to conceal it, to hide it, but it is already here. It is already here. See. But if you're going to ask your mind to approve of it, it will tell you you've got a lot to do. You've got a far way to go, and we listen to it because we have listened to that hundreds of times before. And that also listening to that also comes with an effect, and we believe in the effect. Of the, of our mental states. Beingness. The, the power to, to observe, 
rather than merely to manipulate, to be conscious, and to realize that your consciousness is not pointed in a particular direction, but it's more a kind of panoramic openness, that it has no edge, it doesn't have north or south, even inside or outside. Your beingness is already like that, Jesse. It is already like that. But some other things have been put on top of it through the mind. All these ideas about how to be, what to be, how to become, what to keep, what to throw away. So we are in a world of transaction and transacting. So and it feels also in this in that climate, in that in that field, we are getting somewhere because things are moving. In the dynamic expression of consciousness, things are moving. But I want you to recognize the stillness within which the movement are happening and are being perceived. If you identify, just consider, if you identify primarily yourself primarily as an active personal entity living in its world projections, which it takes to be a fact, where in fact it is a fiction, then these these pointings may not feel so appealing, because the mind and the person is a get-up-and-do chap. It's get-up-and-get-going, get-up-and-do, change things, fix things. Because why? There's always something that needs fixing in the mind and for the person. You have very little space to rest inside your own awareness. And you have the waking state to conquer this, to transcend this. Because in your dream you're not going to do it. In deep sleep you're not going to do it. So in the in the period of your waking state, of your phenomenal waking state, you must make use of that to transcend the psychological identity, the force of it. And you have every opportunity to do that. It need not be in the beginning, it might feel like a battle, just to keep the focus, not just on the things you see outwardly, but to rest in the conscious weakness of them. Stay one with the witnessing. And gradually that that detached witnessing will grow in power. And because it's returning its energy to itself, you will feel empowered and still. Now, what I'm sharing with you now is not recipe for the future. I'm actually telling you your true state as it is now, behind the facade of personal identity and its obsessions, which you will transcend. My attitude uh, in our connection is that my attitude is I have in front of me the beings who have been appointed through their own beingness, to wake up. 
along with all the little idiosyncrasies and uh, habits and stuff that appear to slow down your uh, awakening. I say appear to, because actually nothing can change your fundamental nature. But we are not conscious of our fundamental nature. Satsang is for this. Don't give it to your mind. Your mind has its own form of satsang. But I'm not going to regard you as your mind. Your mind is a is a part of your being, an instrument that must be trained to honor its source, which is the awareness it comes from, and in whose light it is seen also. You are this light. Even as you listen in openness, just a listening with earnestness, you are experiencing the grace of your own being unfolding in you. When you give permission to your own being, the mind will not be able to overwhelm you. Actually, the mind itself wants to join with the being. It wants to be integrated in the yoga of consciousness. It wants to come. But because of habit, it is playing as both friend and adversary, while we are in strongly in the state of duality. He is cooperating with the with the what I would say the climate of personhood, ebb and flow, this and that, come and go, you and me, up and down, life and death, king and queen, heaven and hell, and angels and demons. You play this thing because the when the beingness assumes the form of personhood quickly it becomes addicted to experiencing, which also, you may say, is partially the intention of the universal consciousness, to experience the sense of individuality in form, and to grow or to transcend through the medium of this earthly life or bodily existence. I am simply pointing out what I may call a shortcut. But it's not cheating. If it is cheating, God wants you to cheat, to cheat ignorance, to cheat ego and conditioning, if you want to use this word. We are actually, all human beings, Wonderful embodiment of God. 
but and our heart is is really the radiant actually in this loving consciousness at the same time we have this this this, this strong field of duality where in these forms we are prone to take identity strongly with the forms the form itself does not compel us to be identified with it your form you know if your name is john your body doesn't know it's called john so somehow it is the the beingness itself that is manifesting also in the form of a name and i am this body i am this person that all of this all this complexity and in a sense we both enjoy and suffer the complexity of personal consciousness the mode of personal consciousness but also what is the purpose of life if not to keep transcending if not to evolve but an intelligent being should understand to what am i involving what where am i evolving towards what is it and some beings will tell you actually you're evolving back to your own original nature that's the highest meaning of uh, evolution for human being if you are evolving merely by possessing things all these things are perishable the atoms that make them are not perishable but the forms that they create are perishable and the form that you identify is also is perishable but your being is not perishable and uh, to make use of time to discover the timeless to make use of this life to discover uh, your limitlessness not as a person but with the personal the seeming personal instrument you will still use it to transcend the limitations of personhood i hope you don't hear this in some complex way even the nature of words they they somehow veer towards complexity that's why as you begin to learn and listen with your heart you say oh my god but it's so simple If you try to learn through your head, it's like, oh my God, this is too advanced for me. This is mine saying. You are before all things that appear in your world, because it's to you that they appear. And if something appears, it must mean that it appears to something which is already there before it. check within what you find confusion peace some refreshing new concepts what you find even if you should find the greatest amount of teaching it is just a teaching floating in an immense stillness that stillness is yourself
once we take the identity with the form, we are not able to appreciate the formless. Not initially, but gradually. And as you begin to discover your own innate formlessness, you don't want to go back to form. You don't curse the form, but you are freed from the attachment to the form. The form is not cursed, but the form with the idea and identity, I am the form, is deformed. Whatever is in the manifest field of life is by nature changeful. Everything is changeful. Everything that has form or thought is changeful by nature. But something is aware of the forms and their changefulness. That is you. Even your body is changing. You keep checking the mirror every now and again. Body is changing. Something is observing these changes, but it is not. Even it, even it is observing the change of mind, of mindset. The change of identity is watching. Why? Because it is not an identity. That is the purity of the formless. I am not speaking to your mind only. I'm speaking with the beingness. It's a very different type of conversation. It's not an argument. It is not even a teaching. Like a calling or a reflecting, a stirring. A reminding, a recognizing, a recognition. If I were to come and tell you to wake up, you have to do this and that and change this and that, I, I know I will burden you, because it was told to me and it burdened me. But when you are here, you don't have to create anything at all. You simply need to learn to observe without interfering, and pay attention to your capacity and detachment in observing impersonally. Just keep doing it. Mind wants to do something. It wants to do some spiritual gymnastics. And if it is your time to do this, of course, it is OK. You will do this. But you will come back to this at some point. Because no activity hmm, is meant to be kept up like this. It must bring you to a higher state. And what is the higher state? It's your internal harmony. That's it. So I'm going to go back now and see. I still have some yellow hands on the screen. Who wants to say something now?
Merva. Oh, namaste. Ah, namaste, Ji. Namaste. Thank mm. you so much. Thanks to you. Thank you. Um, there was so much uh, discussion in the head uh, whether to raise the hand or not. So I felt okay. I just have to. <laughs> I just have to. Um, oh. <laughs> um, oh, heart is beating so much. It doesn't matter what. Um, lately, I've just uh, seen in so many things. It's coming like. Um, like you were saying about this ant's net, nest, how satsang is like uh, bringing out everything. And uh, now lately there's just from very many different corners have been coming this kind of fear. Like I feel it's some kind of like that it's been... What happens, if you, what happens if you feel the energy of fear and you don't go with it, you don't identify with it? It's an everybody question. You don't say fear should not have come, but you can also you can feel uh, what is, you can if you want to slow it down. You can seek what is the message in the fear. What is the fear coming to tell you? Is it personal or impersonal? Stop for a moment. Energy of fear comes. What is what is its source? Is it personal or impersonal? Personal. Hmm? It's personal. Okay. Personal, yes. Yes, yes. So it means that you need to meet it personally for it to go anywhere. It comes knocking at your door, tuk 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 tuk, you open. Ah. Ah. Then we have a connection. But if you experience the energy of fear, and I say don't try to stop it, but just step back into the place of your neutrality and let it be there. Something that requires a bit of training, a little bit of discipline, because you it's it's almost like it's untraining something. Because the reflex is to connect and then we then the show begins. But if you allow the energy of what you may call fear or excitement or agitatedness, just let it sit, let it come, let it happen. But uh, recognize that the awareness which is already there and the awareness is not stirred up by it it's the personal sense the identity that's stirred up by it so both the identity and the fear they're like two sides of one coin but the awareness in which they're seen is not that coin it's quite apart and you all know this if you have been listening to me you all know it what is missing is to persist with it. We have uh, a sort of um, a come and go relationship with your own being. Sometimes we honor it. Sometimes you don't. And uh, of course, you know, we don't have an external policeman taking note of your success and failures. You, 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 you know, of course, and sometimes. We will feel pulled into the stream or pulled into the, the 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 noise of the mind, and don't be hard on yourself, don't slap yourself about it. As soon as you recognize, then somehow you just dismount, just back again. If if you were walking for 
two miles down the road in your mind. You're sitting in your room, actually intended to meditate. But in your mind, you go off walking down the beach and then find that actually you start to notice beautiful pebbles and then you're picking up pebbles and then it's going on for a very long time, miles you're walking. And then suddenly you heard the sound of the gong or the bell in the meditation room. And instantly you remember yourself. Do you have to walk miles back to yourself? No, instantly you realize, but I'm here. You have not moved from beingness. The mind has been on the journey. And the same way, you, when you continue to, to keep, get this exercise of just observing for a while, and you begin to really enjoy it. In the beginning, it might feel a bit of a struggle because you're not used to it. But as you continue with this, you find it becomes a joy. Why a joy? Because the fruit of it is so amazing. You feel, whoa. I've given so much energy to my projections and they've caused nothing but anxiety for me. And now by paying attention now, you, you're simply here. And no longer will you waste time telling the, the, the poor stories of your failures. Because it's done, it's finished. The moment you're sitting again in, in the heart of your own being, the memory for failures and how the mind, telling the stories of the mind is itself um, what I would call uh, resurrecting the mind energy. You know, you, everything is gone. You're in the now of your being. Be always in the now of yourself. But I don't want to give it as, oh, this is, listen, start this new exercise called the now of existence. We say here, when we move with those close to me, I say, um, keep your mind in beingness. <laughs> Keep your attention in beingness. Keep your mind in spirit. And it's enough to say that. I don't have to make a lecture about it, because those who understand, they know. They immediately... <sighs> and during the day, some incident may happen, and rather than going through this whole process of deep inquiry, somehow it's just a change of attention, and you're, you find you are here. Your beingness didn't arrive here. It's just that your attention returns to yourself. Like this. So don't get into the habit of telling the story of your failures or the difficulties of the mind. Telling the story of, oh, the mind is like... Is, it only fattens the mind. You are not the mind. Of course, mind is nothing without you but you are its weakness. And that means that you are above or, or you are earlier, you are, you are apart from its energy. Then like this, as you come to see this, rather than have a negative attitude towards the mind, you simply recognize you are in a transcendental state to it, and, and then you can bring him in. Then he merges with you. Or it serves the beingness. The mind, the mind, ego, identity, they are servants to the beingness. If you, you, that's another way you can put it. But give up this uh, talking about the mind, how difficult the mind. The mind is not, it doesn't even exist. What it means, it may sound really a radical thing if you are new to this for me to say your mind doesn't exist. 
when it seems that it so much exists. It means that it is not stable, it's not reliable. It's always in transition, always changing. And how do we keep it up? Because your person is also always changing. So there must be something, another factor that's there that's not changing in order to perceive and measure the changefulness. That is yourself. Good, good. Good like this for now. We leave that for now. And also, these days, I want to share with you, because many of you would regard as my Sangha also, that I am not inclined to speak too much in person-person things anymore, because it's surely become a way of perpetuating personhood. I want to talk about you. I want to meet you in the beingness. Then you can say, well, what happens is, as I from the place of beingness, I find that the mind still comes with a very, a very intrusive energy. Now we can talk about that, and quick, quick, tick, 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 you can fix it. If you take the attitude that your mind requires a monumental treatment, then it will take monumental treatment. But if you, at some point, you realize it's not worth the time to give that to that guy, then it starts to dry up. Its power dries up. Because if you don't give it fuel, it cannot run. When I say the mind, I don't mean the mind in its, its own. Mind has a cosmic aspect also. But where I'm saying mind, I mean mind in its relation, should the relation to the sense of yourself as a person. That combination doesn't work. It's a bad marriage. It doesn't work. Let mind return to its original nature. When you observe mind, then it slows it down. Watch it. This is science. You observe mind, and you see it slow down. In your, if you don't, if you don't identify, watch him. Just like this, he starts to slow down. And don't try to celebrate. Just observe. Don't give it food, and he slows down. And you know what happens when he slows down? He's happy. Because mind has to merge in your being. That's why I don't treat him as enemy. He's enemy only to the idea you have of yourself as a person. Then you will say conflict there. Mind has no conflict with beingness. Mind has no conflict with consciousness. Mind has no conflict with God. Only when it becomes the form of an entity, then you may have struggle. When you have entity, you have identity. Know your identity to be consciousness. These things I am telling you now, they are the delight of your heart.
the consciousness, the sense of beingness and its world is yours. You have to take care of your world. And the best way to take care of it is not just going out with a broom and pan sweeping, but observe it. And all of its idiosyncrasies, all of its strangeness will begin to harmonize. And it, it, it's never been given that, that attention. Ego mind and all of its things, it has not been given the attention of your stillness. Now, when I say this, I don't mean observe the mind and be the stillness. No, I said, no, actually, just observe and be detached without waiting, without preferences. Just stay empty and observe and be aware, be self aware also that I'm here. Sometimes I give an example. Imagine you're sitting in a room, a quiet room, quiet, calm room. You're alone there. You're comfortable. You're alone. There's a window in front of you. And this window sometimes is like a screen, or sometimes it's something you can see through. And what you're looking at there is the world going by. Or the projections of your mind, everything is on that screen. Observe, but don't go into it. Learn that a little bit. When you know that somehow, at some point, you may feel, now I would like to change this. But don't go there, just, just inside your heart, you say, now I'd like to send more grace to this. Send more grace to this. Now I will not choose to continue with this and watch what happens. Be patient. Don't play God. We say, don't play God, let God play. But you can observe and you can see that we have been too involved in the underworld that we project. You want to be a star in your own movie doing this and this, going like this and so on. But I have told you today, observe. What did I say? I'm going to, I would like to call this satsang today, the power of the power of true seeing. This seeing is the observing of the world on this side of the eyes, the world, the observing of the world behind the eyes, the observing of the world of thoughts and feelings, and now the observing of observing. The awareness of observing. This is the seeing. If you follow that, you'll find that you come to a place. The place of seeing is not a busy place. It's a stillness, rooted in peace, firm, yet empty. And you'll wonder, why have I not given this level of devotion? to such a power within me. This is true devotion, and this is love.
now this this today we are recording this this satsang and uh, i have my team here we make make available it's available for you to go to and listen again to any part that you feel is relevant for you and to give your attention to that and to take from it what to recognize through the reflection of what's shared what really I'm pointing to here That is all the cure you need. All the setting things right are right. And I'll not tell you go away and spend three 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 months in the forest. Sit in a cave for one month, but I'm not gonna tell you. Sit in the cave of your own being, in your little room or anywhere under a tree, and exercise this. Keep looking. Look when the mind is like this, and look when the mind is even like this. Until you find that here, nothing changes, where the mind is like this, or where the mind is like that. The seer is unchanging. The scenes will change, but the seer is unchanging. The seer cannot be seen. It doesn't look like you cannot make a portrait of this seer. There is no self-portrait of this seer. It's formless. You are formlessness appearing in form. I don't know if you as yet can bear these kind of words. Your highest joy is formlessness. The silence of being. The silence of being in the heart of the sense of becoming. The stillness. I'm not going to put in front of you Try and imagine. You don't need imagination for it. Enough imagining through the mind already. Nothing to project, nothing to imagine, not even to fix or become. What we are searching for is the thing that is most here. Everything else will flee, but he will not go. space for me to share these reminders and pointings with you. 
I always have full love and respect for who you are. Becomings can be many, but the being is one. At some point you will come to see that even the sense, holy and profound as the beingness is, it is also the earliest emanation out of the Absolute. Integral beingness, not fragmented, not erratic. But it doesn't matter, because even if one's actions was very dynamic and so on, it doesn't mean your being is not still. So gradually you can let go of the reins of the body-mind functioning, but you will do it in a very natural way. It will be signalled from inside a deeper being. Something relaxes with that. I am remembering now, as I speak, a few words by the great sage Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj. He said something, and I am reminded just as I am speaking now, because everything I speak with you is totally spontaneous. He said, I leave my human nature to play out, to unfold in accordance with its destiny, whatever that may be. I remain as I am. Again, I leave my human form and nature, my human life, to play out, to unfold in accordance with its destiny. I remain as I truly am. That's very profound. Have you ever wondered who is making all these decisions and doing all these things and running about? As you, again, give more attention, as we ought to and can, to starting with the place of that empty or neutral weakness, who is self-aware, and yet allowing all things to unfold, we automatically come back to our heart. So, again I encourage, please do this. Follow this. I have said before, this is a tree that, when it is planted, it bears fruit immediately. And I have said this a number of times, and I say, for as long as the breath is inside this body, I am here for you to tell me it doesn't work. I am not a hit-and-run friend. I said, no, try, and then I will have the joy of seeing your joy released.
but actually I'm not waiting. So may it be that I announce and pronounce this blessing. Wherever these words and their intent find home, may they flourish. Praises to the Supreme Universal Consciousness, Mighty Lord of the Universe, who dwells in the heart of all. That in this life, the grand opportunity to awaken to the reality of that. fulfilled, happy, free. Om. Hallelujah. Alhamdulillah. Amen.
Oh, man. 